Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Well, how many of you have ever gone to an escape room? Can I see your hand? You've gone to an escape room? Some of you are like, I've never been there. But yeah, it's a real place. And for those of you that have never done it, um, you bring a group of friends to an escape room, and in the room, you know, you're locked. And uh, you're supposed to solve a series of puzzles within a certain amount of time to really to accomplish a goal. And what you're trying to do is typically trying to find the code or the key to get out. You want to escape. You race against the clock and you decipher clues to help you get out. The point is to escape. And so you're getting locked from the outside and you need to find the clues to find the key or the code to get out. They tell you at any point, listen, if you need help because you get stumped on a clue, you can use this two-way radio, means of communication. This, you can call a helper. This helper will have all the answers uh, to help you through the challenges where you get stumped on. And I think I've done like four escape rooms kind of with uh, family, friends, staff. And, uh, and at first, what happens is, you know, you don't want to ask for help. You know, you just want to keep going as far as you can without asking for help or getting any clues. And so really it's many times by the time you know the clock is about out that you want to get out that you think, well, maybe I should call for help. And, you know, we do that many times in our own life, don't we? We're like, you know, we, we, we get up to it and we know that God is with us. He's in our situation. He's there. He's waiting. And we still keep trying to figure it all out ourselves without calling on the helper. We're going to talk for these next four weeks on this escape room series about anxiety, depression, revenge, and offense. And I believe that people are going to get free through this series. Amen? Today is on anxiety. The truth is we all long for peace. Can I hear an amen? We all want peace in our lives, but we are plagued many times with worry. Anxiety is the new depression. What Prozac was for the previous 20 years, Xanax is for the present time. And we've moved uh, from down and depressed to stressed and anxious many times. Truth is this, anxiety is very real. I want you to understand that today. It is very real and many people struggle with it. But let me tell you also, it always almost lies to you. But anxiety doesn't have to win. Even if it tells you it can, it doesn't have to. Let me clarify the difference between worry and anxiety. You know, we have these thoughts many times of overwhelming worry in us, right? Worry occurs in your head. Anxiety is what happens when the worry, worry goes from your head to your body. And it goes from the brain, the processing, to your body, how it works itself out. Worry is not so much a problem unless it's constant worry all the time. God designed your anatomy to worry. What do I mean by that? Well, in the very center of your brain is the amygdala. You've heard that before. When you see something frightening or dangerous, that kicks in your fight or flight response, right? That's in every single one of us. But how many of you know that also it's a gift from God that at a certain level you do fear? Like get out of the way of that vehicle, right? 
That's not bad fear. That's like if you don't get out of the way of that truck or that vehicle, you're going to be run over and possibly killed. So you're like, I got I to move. Get out of there. Now, last weekend on Easter, we came into the church building. Kristen and I did, and we turned the corner getting ready to walk down the hallway, and all I could hear was, help me, help me, help me, help me. And, and I'm going to tell you something. I was just trying to come around the corner behind her. I didn't know what she was screaming at. But she had a spider, and she wanted to let you know, everybody, it was a big spider <laughs> on her leg, and she was helping me. And I'll tell you, I learned something about Kristen last week. That girl can break it down when she got fear. <laughs> That girl can dance. I mean, right? So I swiped it off. We killed it, right? It, it, it's one of those things we have in our life. When, when fear comes, we're like, well, what am I going to do at this moment? Isn't that true? And one of the things that I said in the previous service, we, Ryan does not, Pastor Ryan does not like spiders either. And so we always kind of thought in our minds, what would happen on staff if we put a fake spider in Ryan's office. But we never did it because we knew it wasn't bad for his health, okay? <laughs> Some of you are like, oh my gosh, you did that? No, we did not. We did not. We wanted him to live longer, okay? <laughs> but we have fear in our life, very real fear that comes. But at a certain level, it's really kind of a gift of, from God. The problem is when worry becomes worrisome, it goes from your brain to your body. It can come by way of an elevated heart rate, um, a change in diet, not eating what you normally do. It's a trigger that anxiety has moved from your head down to your heart. The inability to relax. I think I've had that since I was uh, 14 years of age or something like that. Part of it is because of your personality. There's things that are inside of you that are unique to each and every one of us. But if it is a change in your behavior through that, you know it's gone from your brain down to your body. You can know that your worry has become worrisome. Irritability. You can have irritability, that nagging sense of irritability all the time. Some of you are like, yeah, I had that since I was eight years of age, right? It could come out in insomnia, fatigue, headaches, a constant muscle tension, trembling or twitching, digestive problems, Worry is specific where anxiety is vague. It's like boxing a shadow that you can never land a blow because it's not specific enough for you to deal with. And so you have to realize, I, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor or anything like that. I'm just kind of telling you, these are the signs that they have seen throughout the years that come out of us when there is anxiety in our lives. That's how we wear it or we try to take it in, and the emotions, we're trying to, trying to deal with it. But you know, we're all wired different for a reason, thank God, but, but some of you maybe are a tigger. How many of you are tigger? You know, you look at Pooh Bear and all of that, you're kind of a tigger in life. Um, how many of you are an Eeyore? That's just kind of how you deal with things. Let me see your hand if you're an Eeyore. Okay, in the last service, there's one thing I didn't cover. Somebody said, that came up to me with a larger belly. A man said, well, I'm neither of those. I'm Pooh Bear. I said, okay. All right, sorry. I didn't call out the, I'm not going to ask for any hands on Pooh Bear, okay? <laughs> Missed the Pooh Bear one. But uh, we are all wired differently. Some have a higher set point of worry in their life because not everybody's geared the same way. It might be that you are more cautious in your life. Here's what Dr. Archibald Hart said, 
The difference between fear and anxiety is that fear is usually caused by tangible objects or threats, right? Anxiety picks up where fear leaves off and is most directed towards imagined or unrealized objects or conditions. Here's what he said. Anxiety is more vague, yet more pervasive in our lives. I think that we've all had these feelings sometime or another in our life, maybe many times. But I think what we need to see is that there's a way to get through your anxiety that we really can go to the one who can deliver us from it, can strengthen us in it, because he's the one that created us. Where there doesn't seem to be a way, God is a a way maker that can see you through it. Amen? Amen? That's very true. Like, God, get me out of this situation, when all of reality, the helper is there with you all the time anyways. And you just need to call on him. But I think many times we can have misunderstood faith, right? Uh, And when we do that, what happens is you get mad at God, you blame other people, and you'll curse the devil of which none of them did. I want you to look at a portion of scripture with me that you know, and you probably can say it by heart, is Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, where it addresses this. Here's what it says. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. I love this because it's telling us when we need to pray and how we need to pray when we're going through it. I want us to go back and say that scripture verse together. Let's read it out loud together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. Don't just whine about it. God, right? I don't understand. But it's coming and bringing that and taking it to the Lord that we can trust in him and thanking him for his help. And if we do this, here is the promise in verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's read verse seven together. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Notice what it says. Will guard your heart and mind. The peace of God will guard it. Sometimes you're going through hard times, you're not going to understand it, but it's in that moment you and I are called to rely on God. As we've petitioned him, as we've prayed to him, as we've given him thanks, he says, that's when I will guard your heart and your mind in that moment. I don't understand it. You don't understand it all. But when we're going through it, we have the one that knows us better than anybody else to help us through it. See, it's in that moment that God will climb in the middle of the situation with you and just wrap his arms around you. You ever been in that moment where maybe it's grief, maybe it's loss, maybe it's a tragedy in your life, but it's in it, you're like, man, I should have been freaked out by it. But it's in that moment that God wrapped his arms around you and touched you and gave you supernatural peace. Psalm 94, 19 says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Another scripture uh, version of that says, it, your presence soothed my soul. When I worried about many things, that's what happened. When you grieve, God grieves with you. When you weep, 
he weeps with you. When your heart aches, he aches with you. He is in the situation with you today. And if we're not careful, anxiety can have three profound effects on our lives. Lasting effects, if we don't deal with it biblically, appropriately, and there are traps that the enemy sets for every single one of us, right, that we've probably felt one of these three as we go through it. The first effect that anxiety can have on your life is it can consume your mind. It can be all that you think about all the time. The psalmist said in 13.2, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? You may have felt that way. This is where the enemy will attack you. He will attack your thoughts. He will attack your heart. He will attack your emotions. And this is exactly where God has promised to give us his peace. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. He has promised to be with us in our situation. God is going to love you through your problems. Second thing that anxiety does is it clouds your judgment. It causes you to make decisions by not having all the information. It's true. When I was in junior high, there, there was a neighbor of mine who had a sign in their yard, and it said, beware of dog. And it used to freak me out for many things because I thought, well, there's got to be a big nasty dog in there, and I was afraid, and I'm not going anywhere near it, until one day, uh, I, I saw the dog, and the dog was a little pug. How many of you know those, you know, squishy nose pugs, you know, things like that, flat nose, and it barked? And it was wheezing. It was barking, you know. It couldn't hardly bark. And that dog, I realized, is not going to scare me away or probably other people away, but the sign does. My perception of what could be behind the fence keeps me out of something. And I wonder what the enemy has hanging over your life today that's keeping you from God's best. Like, beware of marital counseling. It's going to get crazy up in there. But it could be the thing that saves your marriage. But you're like, I'm nervous about it, full of anxiety. Maybe it's today stepping into the new business opportunity that God's been constantly trying to show you and lead you to and, and calling you to start. But anxiety and fear have clouded your judgment in what to do and to take the next step. You know, Jeremiah, Jeremiah had a, a moment like this in the Old Testament. He was fearful. He misunderstood what God was trying to do. And he says this in 15, 18, why is my pain unending and my words grievous and incurable? You are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. He's calling God a liar. Now listen, let me tell you something. If you're mad at God, just go ahead and tell God you're mad at him because he already knows anyway, right? Don't let your clouded judgment to fear and anxiety keep you from the only one who can heal you from it. So what are you allowing into your life? What has been written over you that's keeping you out of the very best from God? There's so many things in my life, if I look back, that in my life that I would have missed out on if I caved into fear and anxiety. How about you? Yeah, it's keeping you back, like, like pastoring, like ministering to people. Rather than let fear uh, reign in me, anxiety, that I've had to step into and push beyond it. You know, I am, the, I am the highest introverted person on my staff. It's kind of crazy, but I am. I've had to push through, and there's many Sundays as I come and stand here, I have to push beyond my fear. 
I got to push beyond that and push and go into the realm and take the next step. And many of you are there as well today, or God has been speaking to you about a situation that you are going through. You need to take a step into it, even though there's a lot of anxiety in your life. The third thing that anxiety and fear do is they ultimately control your life. It does. They, they can affect your body, and now I'm allowing what hasn't even happened or something that did happen control my life. Matter of fact, you see this in John 12, 42. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him, Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. Their fear of other people, their fear of what could be said, might be done, kept them from telling other people about the Lord. So I wonder what fear and anxiety is keeping you from God, God's very best to lead you into the new territory. It doesn't matter how strong you are in your faith, all of us are gonna walk through this moment, and it doesn't mean you're weak. And you, you've gotta realize this. You've got to know that you and I are gonna go through it. You and I are going through it on a daily basis. There's fear, there's anxiety, something is always coming at us. Maybe it's not even in our own personal world, but it's the, the greater world that's out there. And in my life, I know the thing for me is, I have dealt with great amount of anxiety in my heart. And I have allowed anxiety to rule and reign in me. Sometimes not only a weekly basis, but it's a daily basis. That the thoughts of vagueness that come, that what could happen if I do this or if I don't do that, that there's been this overwhelming sense that inside of me that I feel like, hey, I'm in this cell and there's no way to get out of this cell. It's like, you know, WWF long ago, hell in a cell, right? You're kind of going through that every day, right? Now it's WWE, right? You're like, oh man, I'm, I'm in here and, you know, the enemy's just beating me up and, and I just have to sit here and take it. But I, I've had to realize that even as you look in God's word, the, the, the word anxious is the word distracted, is the word uncertainty. That on a daily basis, you and I are distracted by many things. That is some of the very core of our anxiety. We are distracted by so many things. Then there is the uncertainty of we're not sure what is gonna happen next. But I've had to realize my position in Christ like you, that you and I, have God's power within us to say, I don't have to stay here. I have with God's power the right to push through my anxiety and not live in that and be set free to step into God's best. Some of you are there today. You have those thoughts, you have those feelings, but so many people are locked within them. Our younger generation, more than ever before, our children and our young people are dealing with this at alarming rates right now. I encourage you as parents, make sure that you're tuned into that because the world's a crazy place. Not only that, they're dealing with things in and out, friends, things like that, bullying that happens, the anxiety that they feel, the anxiety that they feel that they do not measure, match up, or whatever it may be. 
to get into their world and just talk to them about what they are anxious about, what they are struggling with, because they are. God's response to the world's dilemma of unrest is captured beautifully in Isaiah 55.1. To those thirsty for true satisfaction and hungry for real life, the Lord says, come to the waters. Those who have no money, come buy and eat. And that's the same way that Jesus offers himself, proclaiming that faith in him is the only way to satisfy and sustain your soul. God is intent on glorifying himself through delivering us. So when you and I are delivered, God gets the glory. That's the way it should be. John 7, 37, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. The response of the gospel to sin-laden and weary souls is would you just come to me? Come to God and find forgiveness from your sins and rest from striving and get lasting joy and unconquerable peace to experience true peace through intimacy with God. We must come before him in genuine humility in utter desperation. God, I need you, and you are all that I do need. John chapter 16, Jesus is having some final words with his disciples, and he tells them to have uh, hope and perpetual joy in the fact that he's gonna ascend to the Father, and they too will ascend and have victory over death eventually, and that we have security in the fact that Jesus hears us from heaven. But he used the analogy of childbirth to say that sometimes joy requires a journey through sorrow first. They were confused by several things that he had said, so we pick up where he provides clarity to make it clear that you and I can have joy and peace perpetually. And here's what he says in verse 25. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. Jesus is now turning the hearts of his disciples and promising that the nature and the character of the Father will now be even more clearly revealed. You can ask in his name because he loves you. And there's three things that I want to talk about today on helping us overcome anxiety and fear. Three truths for your escape and my escape. Know this, number one, only God possesses perfect peace. He is the only one that has perfect peace. These verses were not just an invitation to come. They were a mobilization in their life. Come to me, I will take you to the Father, and he will give you what is necessary for you to live. Why are we so plagued with fear and anxiety? Many times we know a lot about God, but we do not how to apply God to our current circumstances. And so we're locked into mindsets. We're locked into thoughts. There's only one place in all the world that we can have peace, and that's in Jesus, his undying friendship with us and his infallible love for all. Where anxiety happens to go off course is when it fails to acknowledge that God cares for me and is in complete control. He's all-powerful, 
He's all present. He's all knowledgeable, totally eternal, so I can trust him that he is totally present. Our anxiety makes us feel like it's solely our responsibility to manage our life, and that keeps us from trusting God, and we know that only God possesses perfect peace. Number two, only God can give perfect peace. If he's the one that possesses it, he's the one that can give it. He's the only one that can give perfect peace. Perfect. Here's what he says. His disciples said, ah, now you're speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. What are they saying? We have no need to question where peace comes from now or when uh, you're away from us, we will get it. All of it comes from God through you, Jesus. And so they acknowledge only God can give the perfect peace that we truly need. And so Jesus was not merely giving them knowledge of what the Father would and could do for them, but he was moving them to total trust. So these scripture verses aren't just come. God is mobilizing you and I to total trust in him as he moves it forward. Because it's only in those moments that we will truly know God and we will give him the glory from being delivered from the traps that are set by the enemy. And it isn't until we acknowledge complete control and return to submission to his mighty hand that we find the heart of peace. To experience the peace that God wants. That we must have genuine humility and utter desperation. He knew that they would face And Jesus knows that you and I are facing it today. Third, only God has overcome the world. He's the only one. Because Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, and indeed it has come, when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have what? peace in the world you will have tribulation but take heart because i have overcome the world 28 times in the new testament the word overcome is used to refer to believers in christ to overcome temptation tribulation the beast himself anxiety through their faith in the conquering lamb of god The idea is that Jesus overcoming is a final conquering of everything that brings us fear, anxiety, and sin. That we are no longer held captive by the domain of the darkness. Amen? We are no longer. And today you can be free from that. So what do you do if you're trapped? What if today you feel trapped? What is it that's going on? Well, really, the first is admit your need for help. God, I need you, and I'm desperate for you. You can ask the helper today, right? The Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, that will comfort you. I mean, I think another thing is, you need to ask for help from others, right? Hey, I'm going through this, and I'm struggling, and I've got a lot of anxiety, and and I I just don't know how to deal with this. I feel like the walls and the cage are closing in on me. You need to know that you're not alone in it. And then, convert your fear into faith. That's where Jesus was moving them to and to us, is how? Bring your fear to him today. 
Listen, heroes and cowards both deal with fear. Heroes just learn how to convert it into faith. Fear causes us to flee. Faith causes us to fight. And you and I are going to have to learn to do both in this world. Anything that you and I will do that's great for the kingdom of God will cause us to not run, but to by faith believe that God is with us no matter the anxiety circumstance. Psalm 124, 7. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. In John 8, 36, so if the sun sets you free, you're what? Free indeed. That's the promise of God's word. To mobilize us beyond come, to go now, you're no longer bound. You are set free. That's who we are on the other side of Easter. We're no longer bound. We're set free. Walk in freedom. Act by faith in freedom. And convert that fear into faith today in Jesus' name. And the promise of God is with you and will carry you and will be with you in this moment. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and the promises of your word. The God, you are the one that possesses perfect peace and you're the only one that can give us perfect peace. And God, you have overcome the world and so, Lord, we come to you. We admit that we need help. There may be some here struggling, those online that are struggling, you feel like the walls are closing in on you that there is help for you today and through the work of the Holy Spirit he is your comforter and he is your help to help you and that Lord in this moment we would convert our fear into faith in you not fear in ourselves but, or faith in ourselves but, but faith in you today God that you are going to come and you're going to overwhelm us with your presence and you're going to cause us to be reminded of who you are Lord no matter what we're going through so Lord I pray that we would just admit that before you today and come before you and just say God I need your help I am full of anxiety Lord I am I'm so tense I feel bound up and that Lord as we come as we admit that before you today as we get the help that we need Lord Jesus, that we will no longer be entrapped by the enemy or by the snare of the fowler, but we will be free because you have set us free. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.